Today on Locked On A's and Tigers, I'm talking to Scott Bentley. I've got a lot of questions about this Tigers team, which figures to be good, maybe, in 2022. Let's find out. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's and Tigers fans? I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, joined today by Scott Bentley. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm glad you reached out. I uh, th- These are two teams that I feel like there's a, like a lot of questions circulating around going into to next season, so it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. And uh, the Tigers are not a team that the A's face a lot, so I have lots of questions. And I'm, but and the Tigers are on the upswing, I think. So uh, we're gonna find out all about that today. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's and or Locked On Tigers your first listen of the day. We are both free and available on all platforms. Uh, Scott's coming to YouTube soon. YouTube currently, so uh, subscribe. Uh, also, Locked On A's is available on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On A's. And then uh, I'm at by Jason B. You can email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Scott, where can the people find you if they would like to? Uh, Twitter at Bentley Scotty, uh, the Locked On Tigers page at Locked On Tigers. Um, yeah, Instagram, Locked On Tigers, pretty much Locked On Tigers anywhere you can. And also, the host co-host of Locked On Detroit Red Wings. So uh, they got some interesting guys, too. It's an interesting time to be a Detroit sports fan right now. It is, yeah, a lot more interesting than it has been the last five years. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's it's it was kind of interesting. Like, like I said, the, the last half decade, we've had pretty much five close to, if not completely, last place teams. And all, well, the Lions are the Lions. But the other three are all kind of at the same time, like starting their upswing, right? Like mm-hmm. the Pistons get K'd, the the Wings have the believed first and second place for rookie of the year. Um, like the, you know, the Tigers will talk about like all, so it might be worth it. The last five years might be worth it, but we'll see. And the Lions got a win, so that's something i was oh man you don't even know i that was that was my super bowl man i was that was that was a fantastic day i'm a wolverines fan so uh they got they're in the college football playoff we we got some stuff cooking for the first time in a while yeah it's fun well congrats so i have to start this off with an a-centric but tigers related question and that is uh how do you go ahead and beat the Houston Astros. What what's the secret to that? Because you guys were five and two against them in twenty twenty one. How do you do that? You steal their manager. <laughs> Come on down, Dusty that's, Baker. That's, that's my answer. I, you 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 poach their uh, their manager, AJ Hinch. I mean, even besides the fact that uh, that Hinch obviously was their manager for a long time and during all the the scandals and everything um he he is just 
I mean, straight up one of the best managers in the entire game of baseball. Um, he has a lot of pull in the front office too. Uh, by uh, this is major bias, and we didn't even go 500, and I understand that. But I think he should have honestly been one of the candidates for manager of the year, taking the product that the Tigers were before him, and and making them take a huge step forward and, and believe to be another step forward next year. And he, he flipped the entire organization staff. He brought in all his guys and the Tigers went from like Rockies level of prehistoric. We're not going to use any analytics to like arguably the most analytic front office in all of baseball. And that's because of Hinch. Like he, he so much is attributed to him. And so my my long and short answer for just the fact that he used to be their manager and the fact that he actually has done a ton is AJ Hinch. I like it. I'm on board. Um, so the first actual question that I guess I have for you is uh, Matt Boyd, Matthew Boyd, as uh, he is apparently called, not Matt Boyd. Um, he was uh, non-tendered at the non-tender deadline. He is a longtime Tiger, and I opined that hey, maybe he'd be a good fit for the A's in 2022 because they're probably going to be looking for a couple of arms after they trade some guys. Um, what, what were you seeing from him in 2021? Would he be a good fit for a team that might not be in contention but just needs some solid innings? What did you see from him in 2021? Yeah, so so Matt Boyd's had a had a really a roller coaster of a career. Mm -hmm. um, he was the throw-in prospect in the David Price deal in 2015 when we traded him to Toronto, uh, and and Daniel Norris was like the A-level like top prospect in all of baseball or one of uh, that was the headline of that. And then Matt Boyd was just some like C-level throw-in along with it. Daniel Norris has has been a a subpar to bad reliever whereas Matt Boyd uh has ended up being one of the best starting pitchers now granted we have we saying he's one of the best starting pitchers on on the 2019 Tigers is, is really not saying something the team lost 114 games but he, he's been the ace of this staff ever since uh Zimmerman's departure and uh he's been one of our best pitchers for pretty much his entire tenure here the, the the interesting thing about his play is also I love to ramble. So if you ever need to just cut me off, just cut <laughs> me off. Uh, but the interesting thing about his play is that in the first half of 2019, he was a very strikeout heavy pitcher. And that's why um, all the like super advanced analytics loved him because all of the runs he gave up were pretty much via the home run. And he pitched in Comerica and got a lot of strikeouts. So he had a fantastic first half of 2019. Uh, he he should have been traded, but that's a topic that I could go on for another half hour for a different day. Um, and we decided to hold on to him. And with holding on to him and in 2019, he continued his high strikeout numbers and then 2020 came along and and the strikeout numbers dipped a lot but the home run numbers went up and he had a really rough short in 2020 and then in 2021 before the injury he he found this weird like in the middle type of thing where he wasn't striking people out but had a really good era so like he he just continues to it, it's just like this like you don't <laughs> it's so it's so complicated and so difficult to to narrow down exactly what you're going to get. But 
at his best, he is a, a lefty that a starting lefty, which are obviously valuable and and can get strikeouts when needed. But in 2021, really took big steps forward on inducing soft contact a lot more, which is something that even at his peak he struggled with. So uh, if, if he's one of those guys where if he can put it all together and get the strikeouts and give you the soft contact and keep the injury problems lower because 2021 he had a lot of injury issues and so as he did in 2020 then you can get a a darn good pitcher but uh, the odds of putting all those together at the same time are are subjective I guess coming up on the show we're going to be finding out who Scott thinks the Tigers best young players are so stay locked in with Locked on A's and Tigers we'll be right back All right, A's fans, it's already been an interesting offseason, and it won't be long before pitchers and catchers report. I'm going to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy baseball platform in the industry, and it is Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable MLB fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Creator, join a fantasy baseball commissioner league, invite your friends, and dominate your draft this season. It's also the top dynasty fantasy baseball platform in the industry. Go deep with the ultimate keeper and dynasty leagues, Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. Among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, Fantrax invites you to sign up today for free. If you do, you'll be entered to win an official MLB signed Fernando Tatis Jr. baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and use the promo code Tatis. When you sign up, you will be eligible to win. If there's anything lacking in your current fantasy league manager, Fantrax likely fixes it. So don't miss this opportunity. Sign up today to win an official MLB signed Fernando Tatis Jr. Baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and use promo code Tatis. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Play ball. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On A's and Tigers crossover special. Uh, I am joined today by Scott Bentley to my right, left, to my left. There we go. (laughs) You're over here somewhere. And uh, yeah, we're we're talking about the Tigers and what they are up to these days because they're going to be a decent team before too long. So may as well start getting to know them. But uh, I really wanted to start off by saying thank you so much for making Locked On A's and, and Tigers 
your first listen of the day. We are f- both free and available on both pl- or on all platforms. Um, that is not what I actually started that sentence thinking I was going to say. What I wanted to say was of the the young players, the young guns. What one of the guys or the Tigers have a bunch of young pitching, and that is probably why they were able to non-tender Matt Boyd. Um, of the young players that they have, whether they're in the minors or they are currently in the majors with your Scoobles and, you know, your Casey Mises, um, who, who is the most exciting player to you? Who do you like the most so far? Riley Green. And, okay. and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty comfortable, Riley Green, <laughs> at that. Um, he, the, the big five, right, that, that you mentioned are Mize, Manning, Scooble, Torkelson, and Green. And those are five guys that at one point or another have all not only been top 100 prospects, but have all been top 25 prospects in baseball. So that is a fantastic core, obviously, to build around three of those being starting pitching. As you mentioned, the one of the big reasons why we, we didn't have to tender Boyd. Um, but the, the big thing was early on, it was like, OK, we're getting all these pitchers. Uh, we also took Alex Fiedo, who was a great pitcher at Florida in the first round in 2017. He hasn't really turned out, and he had Tommy John, too. So we had all these pitchers, and there was really, like, no hitting future. And then in back-to-back drafts, we get Green and Torkelson. And Riley Green has the potential to be one of the best all-around players in the game of baseball. Uh, he is he is unbelievable, and he he is a fantastic hitter. Uh, he is a plus defender in center field. Uh, I, I mean, there's really there's nothing he can't do. To be honest with you, uh, he he may he's on highlight reels for defense while going you know hitting two home runs that night. Like his his triple A season this past year was was remarkable, and Spencer Torkelson has the potential to be one of the best pure hitters in the American league at some point when he reaches his peak. I mean, uh, just comparing offense, Torkelson is, is better than, than anybody. Nonetheless, Riley green. Uh, and, and he's going to have a fantastic career in the middle of this lineup. And I can't wait to see what he does at the big league level. But when you're talking about, value of like overall player i mean i i truly think the sky is is the absolute limit for riley green and and no amount of accolades or awards that he would acquire in his career would surprise me at this point he is unbelievable well i was gonna save these two questions for the end of the of my line of questioning but uh two questions i'll just lump them together when are we going to be seeing Spencer Tor- Spencer Torkelson? Wow, I need to get used to saying that. And uh, <laughs> is Riley G- Green available in trade? Or it, it sounds like you like him a lot. He's not going anywhere. But would he be available in a trade if they were going after a big fish? Would he be somebody that they could be persuaded into trading? Sure. Uh, I, I do. I think Green and Torkelson are off limits. I, okay. I don't think... Uh, I. I, I think if they were to make a trade like that and say, you know what, we're close to contention, we want to buy, we have to get rid of one of these big prospects to go, I think it would be one of the pitchers. I, mm-hmm. I don't think – now, I don't think it would it will be anybody. I don't think that's something that they, they are going to dip their toes into too much. But if it was to happen, I'm, I'm 
almost certain it would be one of the pitchers before it was Evergreen or Torkelson. Um, as, as far as their debuts, it's it's kind of hard with like the CBA in limbo, right? Like it with with current service manipulation being what it is, I would mm-hmm. say that both of them will probably come up. Uh, neither of them will be on opening day and both of them would be up in, in May or June. Mm-hmm. But if service manipulation is something that's negotiated and, and altered in some way, shape or form with the current lockout, then that that could change. But I, I de- both of them are definitely playing in Comerica Park at some point by the middle of the season at the latest next year. So they, the, the Tigers have so many just good young players right now. And I guess my question is, who is the heart and soul of this team right now? Is it Robbie Grossman? Is Robbie Grossman the heart and soul of the 2022 Detroit Tigers? Or is it somebody else? He might be, man. He, he <laughs> might be. And I, I know that he's he's uh, he's pretty popular over your way, too. Mm-hmm. He I mean, he's the man like he really yeah. is. He's just he's just phenomenal. And uh, that was a signing that everybody here loved at the time. Mm-hmm. And then he had a 20 stolen base, 20 home run and like the third highest walk rate in all the baseball season. And we were like, oh. Well, I, I don't think anyone expected even even that amount of production that he gave us. Um, but I, I think it honestly might be he won. Uh, the Tigers have some award. I think that's literally called the Heart and Soul Award, and he won it. So <laughs> if that if that doesn't answer your question, dog, you know what I mean? Like that's I mean that that seems like it's uh. it's spot on there. But yeah, I mean it. I, he's definitely the leader in the clubhouse by pretty much anybody you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, him and and Boyd also pre him getting non tendered was a was a big leader in the in the um, pitching staff. But an, another person that I think this next season will be a big clubhouse presence and a big uh, kind of focal point for the heart and soul of the team will be Tucker Barnhart, who they just acquired yeah. from the Reds before the lockout. And everybody on the Reds uh, talks about how big of a clubhouse guy is how he is one of the best managers of a pitching staff there are out there I mean just I it's it seems like those two guys and then obviously Miguel Cabrera will be the the three kind of biggest um contributors to the to the heart of the team for sure but Robbie Grossman man I know y'all love him and and I promise (laughs) we we love him just the same man we we are taking good care of him he's a he's a big fan favorite for sure I just rumbled that one, you know, it it mumbled out of my mouth. And I was like, yeah, just kind of in jest. But then as I was saying it, I was like, no, Robbie Grossman definitely could be the heart and soul of that team. He is fantastic at what he does. And when when he did sign with the Tigers, I was like, this is a really good signing. He's going to be able to train up some guys, this young club. And that's why he's going to be there. It's not what whatever he does on the field does not matter. But if he can train these guys up and get that next crop going, I think that it's going to be a worthwhile signing and it, he'd be the guy to do it. And, uh, you know, hopefully he does for Tiger Absolutely. fans sake. Yeah. And um, this is his, uh, this is his last year. We signed him to a mm-hmm. two year deal. So 2022 yeah. in, in theory would be the last year, but I mean, there's already some rumblings about maybe adding another year onto that just because of how incredibly good he was in 2021. So of the, the new signings, you, you already mentioned Tucker Barnhart who, uh, was signed and that stinks because I was 
looking at the Tigers as a potential trade destination for Sean Murphy. <laughs> we like, talked oh, about that a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was like, crap, they got Tucker Barnhart. That sucks. Uh, missed that one. Oh, well. But then they also started off the offseason with getting uh, Erod, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez from, well, not from Boston, but they, he was a free agent, and to a pretty decent deal. They also signed Javi Baez, who, very electric player, and uh, I want to watch him play baseball more, so... He didn't move to a coast that was closer to me. He didn't make it more watchable for me, so that stinks. But, uh, yeah, they've made some interesting acquisitions. Who are you most excited about of the acquisitions that they've made so far? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard not to go Baez just because shortstop was comfortably the biggest need on this team. I mean, not even close. Uh, we, we are We are pretty set. Everywhere on the diamond, uh, coming into the, especially after getting Barnhart, we, we were pretty set everywhere between a roster last year and the additions of that will be Torgelson and Green at, at all nine positions, except we don't have a shortstop really anywhere in the entire organization. And uh, the, the Tigers analytically by far had the worst shortstop like value and performance on a day-to-day basis. It was just a revolving door of horribleness pretty much. Um, so I, it's it's really hard to not just gravitate towards that because we're going to go from the worst shortstop situation in baseball to one of the best in, in you know, as far as season <laughs> days go in a day, right, from the last mm-hmm. game of last season to opening day of next year. So, like, that's – that's that's definitely the big one but the Erod one is my favorite personally mm-hmm. that he is he I I could not sing the praises of that signing enough uh the, the rotation as it sits now is the three top prospects plus Erod that sounds like a heck of a lot of fun to me uh he's a he's a guy that played in the AL East his whole career and and the only really big dent to his production was giving up home runs and now he's going to play in Comerica Park and against AL Central teams. So like I I I really do think that he could turn out a couple of really impressive seasons for the Tigers and that's that's definitely my favorite even though like strictly value wise like the hobby one's probably the the most significant. He has a really high, uh, both guys have really high ceilings. If if Erod can stay healthy and be, you know, take the ball every fifth day, he's got to be fine. You, you would have Absolutely. to imagine. And Javi Baez, he has some swing and miss, but he's got some power. He hits for a decent average. Doesn't really get on base, but, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's at least going to be fun to watch. So for sure. that's something that's exciting. But uh, sure. coming up on the show, I'm going to be asking Scott Bentley about the outlook for 2022 and beyond. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and Tigers. We'll be right back. So I've been hearing a lot of people talk about stance lately, and I didn't know that they made stuff other than socks. I'm a socks guy, and I see them whenever I go. When I'm getting my shoes, I would see stance socks. I'm like, those look like comfy, comfy socks. But they also have active apparel. So if you want some joggers or some shirt or a hoodie, they also have you covered over there as well. 
Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stamps brings an atypical aesthetic along with some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. And after hearing about Stance so for so long, I had to get a pair of socks for myself. And I, it was between Wu-Tang, which is a lot of fun. They have great colors or some Christmas ones. I went with Christmas socks. They have Christmas Vacation, underrated Christmas movie. I went that way and they are so, so soft. I love these socks so, so much. And Stamps believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stamps.com and get 15% off of your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. That is code LOCKEDON, one word, all caps, LOCKEDON. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Welcome back to the Locked On A's and Tigers crossover extravaganza. Uh, thank you again for making Locked On A's and or Tigers your first listen of the day. But Scott, I got to ask you, um, what is the outlook for 2022? Do you, do you, what are the holes that they have? What, where do you see the team right now as we're in the middle of this lockout? Yeah, I, I think most people are expecting a big step forward in the sense of we, I, I don't know if anyone's going into this, like, Hey, playoffs this year. I, I'm not sure that's the, the mentality, but I, you know, with the possibility of expanded postseason again, getting negotiated in the, in the current CBA disagreement, there's a lot of different ways that that next season could go. But I think most people just want another big step forward. I mean, this is a, a team that took a gigantic leap forward this past season and is going to be injected with two top set six, maybe borderline top five prospects in baseball, plus Javi Baez and Erod. Like that's, in theory, a team that just finished a couple of games below 500 this past season, getting added those four pieces and – I think again the the belief is that uh, they're they're going to sign another starting pitcher as well with the non tendering of Boyd. We really only have four at the current moment, so I I, I think with all of that, I, I would be very surprised if the fan base's expectations weren't like low eighties wins, kind of like pushing the mid eighties, pushing to get closer and closer to the postseason. I think I think that's that's pretty much the outlook. Definitely. Uh, just another big step forward, I think, is what most people will be happy with. And then I, I, I think the year after next will be the year that it's like, hey, we need to make the postseason this yeah. season. How do you compare the Tigers to the other teams in the division right now? Because the White Sox still seem to be the top dogs right now, but they didn't seem as good or invincible as I thought that they would be. Uh, maybe it's because they were just like, yeah, oh, we'll just punch down the whole season because you know, the, the division's kind of whatever. Um, and then Cleveland is always interesting, but they could be on a downturn. They could be the fourth place team now with, I assume the Royals being fifth. And then you got the, uh, the twins. What, what do you make of them? Uh, how, how do you rank the Tigers in this division as we sit right now? Yeah. It, it, the division 
is is weak to say to say the least i i, I don't you know i i definitely don't beat around the bush when it comes to like the the division is is not very good and also white Sox twitter hates me i am not afraid of the <laughs> chicago white Sox. let's just get that out there i i am not afraid of that team whatsoever and I love the fact that they're probably going to be pretty big rivals here. Chicago hates Detroit in all sports. We hate Chicago in all sports. If both teams are good at the same time, it's probably going to lead to a, a nice little fun rivalry, which is is good for the sport, good for both teams, whatever. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to to that. But I I really I'm I'm not afraid of the Chicago White Sox. I'm really not. I I think that they are the favorite, and they should be the favorite to win the division again. But I, I think that's a complete reflection of how weak the AL Central is. The Royals are still, in my eyes, two years at a minimum away from taking a step forward enough for anybody above them to be scared of them. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, I, they're hard to get a read on. I mean, you go from several years in a row of first place in the division and, and borderline 100 win seasons, and then you just completely fall off a cliff and you trade some pieces, but then you hold on to some pieces. So I, I think that's more of like a retool type of situation where they're going to be okay with being like a little bit of a, you know, mid seventies win team the next couple of years while they get some, they have some good prospects too and such. So they'll, they'll retool a little bit uh, and then try to, you know, in a couple of years, maybe go back to trying to be at the top of the division and then Cleveland, look, the Guardians are are just horrible to play against because they are a team that you will lose one to nothing. And that's and you will like it. And that that's all there is to it. Like they they are a absolute pitching factory. I, I think they are one one one. They are at the very top in baseball when it comes to just consistently turning they could have a 12-man rotation if they wanted to and it would be effective like they have one of the most unbelievable uh pitching systems at, at across the every level of the organization that you will ever see the problem is no one can hit the ball so like they you <laughs> playing them is horrible because you're not going to score but they're not going to score and it's just going to be a gross grimy disgusting one nothing loss and you're going to be really upset about it after so i i think the tigers should their eyes should be on second in in the division for the next season and then the year after that i think they should be confident in their abilities to take it i like it uh i keep muting my microphone because they decided to start blowing leaves right outside my window so having lots of fun there um I, I'm gonna get you out of the out of here. Uh, well, this part, I guess, of the crossover with one final question, and that is: Is there anything that you would like to see negotiated into the CBA from a Tigers perspective? Because from the A's perspective, there are a couple of things that could change the way that they do business. Uh, players are able to reach free agency after five years, which is probably not something that's going to happen because that would take the owners really uh, letting yeah. them have that. But if if the A's had less control over players, that effectively deteriorates how they do business. So that would be a big thing. And also a salary floor, because that would make John Fisher, uh, the A's owner, spend money, which would be great. Um, so those are two things that I'm 
mostly looking out for, but is there anything from a tiger's perspective that you were keeping more of a keener keener eye uh, on in, in these negotiations? Sure, yeah, I, I think all those points are, are fascinating from your perspective, by the way. I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it on like a team-to-team -team, uh, basis like that. And those would, obviously, the, the years of service and stuff obviously d directly affects you guys quite a bit. But um, I, I think from the Tigers' perspective, I mean, if this happened a couple of years ago, uh, I, I would be wondering about the draft lottery proposition because we were at the bottom of the league pretty consistently. But I, I hopefully, if momentum keeps going forward, that, that probably won't affect us uh, as it currently stands. The salary floor is another one where a couple of years ago I would have loved <laughs> because we were horrible and not spending any money. But again, now we are because we, we have kind of the uptick going. So I don't know if there's... There's really anything that directly would affect the Tigers nearly as much as some of these propositions are going to uh, directly affect the A's. Um, I, I would say those two, I'm as a person, I'm incredibly pro player. So like just as a whole, I, I tend to, to side with the players on most issues. So just for me personally, I, I look at those to see how many, uh, how much wiggle room that the players are going to get in that. But, from the Tigers specifically, I mean, I, I guess the the they, they don't have a salary cap, but the luxury tax would be one to maybe keep an eye on. Uh, Chris Illich, our current owner, hasn't proven that he wants to spend a lot of money, but his father, before he passed uh, five, six years ago now already, uh, Mike Illich was... I mean, prolifically one of the top spenders and was outspending the Yankees and, and Red Sox and big market teams. And, and we had the highest payroll in baseball for quite a bit. So if, if there is kind of a changing of guard of, okay, now that we're competitive again, maybe we'll, we'll open up the pocketbook a little bit much, a little bit more. That would be something that uh, we, we, we should keep an eye on. But I, I guess besides that, it's really just the, uh, the terms of, the, the years of service and the years of, um, you know, how much control a team has because we do have this wave of young players coming up, right? So I, I guess that would really be the only one that – or the one that would have the most effect on us directly because that's going to determine how many years we have team control of our five prized prospects that are all coming up at the same time. I I guess – and like you said, obviously that that very much affects you guys with, with, uh, with your – present and past history of uh, of uh of you know years of service and and figuring out how to maneuver your way through those so i i would say that's probably the biggest one for both of us i i will say that in recent years i have uh not had as many little caesars hot and hot and ready pizzas but <laughs> if it helps you sign a couple of free agents maybe i could you know, partake and go, go grab some. That'd I appreciate nice. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm right around. I'm, I'm a few minutes drive away from the world headquarters there. So I, I, I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that, that is it for this segment of the, I mean, if you're on YouTube, you're going to see the rest of this immediately. So for podcast people, thank you so much for tuning in to this special crossover with, uh, Scott and myself, Scott, where can people find you on social media and, your, your podcast, where can they follow more of your stuff? 
uh, on Twitter at Bentley Scotty, on Twitter also at Locked On Tigers. Uh, that is, those two usernames are the usernames I have for every social media platform for those two <laughs> accounts. So if you want to find me personally or the Tigers, those. Uh, then, yeah, I do Locked On Wings too, which is LO underscore Red Wings on Twitter. Uh, so if you're into hockey, maybe you're a, maybe you're a Sharks fan or something like that, you can <laughs> uh, you can head over to there too. Uh, thank you so much, man. And uh, again, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second listen. He's always got takes about something. So go listen to Sully and, uh, you know, do all that stuff. But that's it for us today for you guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.